revolutionaries, it's Jackie. It's a Monday, and I think we can all agree that Monday is not the best day of the week. Um, Sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're full of good news, and sometimes they're full of just news. So, anyways, um, coming at you today to talk about naming your anxiety and naming your trauma. Uh, There's a lot of talk going around about this as an exercise in general. Um, If you give a name to your fear or to your emotions, it doesn't have the power, the same power it has over you as an unnamed entity. So we're going to talk names a little bit and how we come up with them and what actually makes things work in our favor. So when I'm trying to think of something... I could think of, I could think of the name of a person who's made my life difficult, we'll say. Um, I don't want to say wronged, but, you know, someone who's the source of some of my trauma in the past, I could name my trauma their name, which I won't reveal for, you know, trying to be a good person and not be liable. Um... So I could say my trauma is called X name and every time that I refer to it when it's getting me upset, getting me agitated, I can tell X to calm the fuck down and it's something you can actually speak to. And I think overall it's a good, um, it's a good type of exercise to engage in where you are giving some life to what is taking life away from you and that creates a balance and that way you are more in control because you can confront that in a more logical and concrete way so when I was thinking about um, trying to name things I always like to go with Um, something a little different. I don't want to name it after anything that I might know that someone who has the same name or it would be confusing or I try to deep dive more into something of mythology and more historical. And so I went with Oasis and that is one of the Greek gods, and they are known for um, misery, grief, anxiety, depression, and misfortune. Um, Yeah, that seems like it covers about what I'm going through right now. So Oasis is kind of my, we'll say my internal nemesis at the moment. And for anybody who's wondering, it is spelled O-I-Z-Y-S. Don't think I'm going to come across anybody with that name anytime soon, but you never know. So for me, taking something from a pantheon of gods that people once put all their faith into and that had specific meaning to what my specific trauma is and what I deal with on a daily basis was something that helped me 
and continues to help me as I go through the process of healing and trying to, well, trying to be a better adjusted person. So I encourage you to find something in your culture, in your history, in your religion, in your in your feeling like search your feelings like what feels right to name your trauma and then you can start having conversations and this might sound like a wild idea to start having a conversation with the thing that is causing you so much pain but in reality it's healthy because it gives you the chance to say what you need to say and say it out loud so you can hear it just on your own we're not talking about therapy or anything else we're just talking about you on your own giving acknowledgement to what is happening inside your mind and giving it a voice that you can conquer it's it's always kind of interesting to talk about religion and it's not something I usually like to dive into publicly because everybody has their very secured viewpoints um I'm definitely a catholic raised agnostic I like the idea of a pantheon of gods and goddesses I don't know what I believe I believe that there's something out there I'm not really sure what it is, but I like the idea that there is, instead of a singular deity, that there is something out there for each individual crisis or pleasure or pain or happiness or victory. And that for me really makes a difference when I'm kind of thinking things through because in my mind, I think must be really hard for someone to believe that one person has the time one deity has the time to solve every problem of every person or to hear every prayer or plea or desperation all the time I mean it's non-stop the globe keeps running there is no time out It just keeps coming and so I think that the idea of having someone specific for each thing really makes a lot of sense to me may not make sense to you but that for me personally it certainly makes me feel better than like an all-knowing singular being because I'd like to think that if there was an all-knowing singular being they wouldn't want us to suffer like we've suffered in our past and boy have we suffered um we have suffered so much i know so many of you have gone through so many things that i can't even fathom the things i've gone through most of the time i can't fathom either (laughs) and i worry about what's going to happen in the future with my daughter and her life and what her traumas and what her what what's what is it going to bring her i don't i don't know but i worry 
and there has to be a way for us to take control. So really that's what we're doing is giving a name to something we can take control over and put ourselves back in charge of the narrative. Because without that, if we're the passenger in our own car, we're not helping ourselves get any further. I um, checked the Spotify playlist. We've gotten a bunch of submissions for different songs. I really like that. Keep adding those. I love for people to talk about what they name. What would you name your trauma? And why would you choose that name specifically? Um, It's what we're going to have our first session on, actually. We're going to set up our first official meeting. um, And we're going to talk about naming our trauma and dealing and coping with the grief of our lives that we had before. Some of the things that help me along and not to sound super dark, I mean, it's almost Halloween, but super dark and grim is for the people who have wronged you and their actions are irredeemable. What do you do with those people? You don't owe anybody forgiveness. You don't owe anyone an explanation or a chance to explain themselves. All you owe yourself is the peace of going on and moving forward. And that looks different for everybody. For me, I imagine a little graveyard and I bury the people there that have done things so unspeakable that there's no way they could get back out. So to me, I just like to pretend they don't exist anymore. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to go about advocating and trying to figure out how to stop people from hurting other people. It certainly does not have anything to do with that. Um, I certainly understand that these people do exist and I am actively making sure they don't do harm to other people. But in a sense, there has to be, you have to have self-protection to move on with some sort of mental health. And if that means that the only way that they can't take up space in your brain is by putting them in a metaphorical graveyard, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I know a lot of people who wouldn't think there was anything wrong with that too. Um, Part of the... It's interesting having gone through addictions and going through some programs that were already preset. One of the things in AA is... um, going through and making amends to everybody that you've wronged. And it's a tenant that I don't personally believe in because I think that you have the chance to open up old wounds that you don't need to open up. And there are conversations you don't need to have. Sometimes things are just past 
And that's not just an addiction thing, but that's an everything thing. Um, Sometimes you worked with a coach or a director or someone who abused you. Do you owe them the time and space and the part of your mind to talk about forgiveness or to let them have an explanation? No, you don't. You do, you absolutely do not. I mean, if you want to, and if that helps you cope and get through, then by all means, do that. But you don't owe that to anyone. What you owe yourself is to free yourself of what came before. And it doesn't matter if they're friends, family, co-workers, peers, taking them out of the equation and not relying on their attempts or reasoning or justification. Just take it out of the equation because you don't need that in your life and you don't need to be sucked back into a situation that is going to throw you off and send you down the rabbit hole again. I remember one of my one of my rabbit holes was I had a former coach that tried to add me on Facebook. Yes, I know, social media. It's a great tool. It's a horrible thing. Um, and this was back in my days when I was still drinking actively and really, really having a hard time coping with everything that I'd been through. And just the act of them sending me a friend request and in my head thinking, there's something that they have processed or rewritten to think that it's okay to reach out in any sort of manner or to think that there is any universe in which we would be connected or should be connected in the future considering what you have done to me was enough to trigger a huge binge. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty much a disaster. But those are the things that happened. And in my youth... I tried to cope in unhealthy manners and in my older, wiser self and, you know, also being sober helps a lot um, to make those decisions. I know I don't owe it to them to even have a place, to hold a place in my life and in my brain. I owe it to myself to protect myself. That's what's important. So I'll leave you with this tonight. Naming your trauma. Think about it. Think about what's in a name, what makes up the characteristics, what you're looking for, what is something you're going to respond to. Um, Apologies to all the wonderful Karens I know, but for there's a reason that 
you know, the Karen meme has stuck around. It's because people relate to that name and that attitude. And this is a way to do something that's positive for yourself in a very similar manner. But we're using it to create building blocks and really work on getting, you know, (laughs) the shit out of our system for lack of a better way to put it. I wish you all good sleep. I wish that I was going to sleep, but I know um, I don't sleep well. And if I do sleep, it's usually not a healthy, restful sleep because I like to, uh, my brain likes to revisit everything that's happened in my past and Make sure that I don't forget any of my trauma. But I hope you find some peace tonight. And I hope you're able to start thinking about a plan to confront the part of you that is hanging on with the trauma and the abuse of your past. Good night.